Hey guys, Danny here, Music Lesson Business Academy, and on this episode, I'm going to talk to Jacques Hopkins from pianoin21days.com, and he's going to tell you how he created an online piano course that sold over $1 million. Let's roll the intro. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. A couple things here before we get into the interview with Jacques. Um, If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Use your favorite podcast app on your phone and download it and subscribe to Music Lesson Business Academy podcast. I really appreciate it. Also, if you would like to get more information from other music school owners, You can jump over to the Music Lesson Business Academy Facebook page. And lastly, I am giving away a free course, The Seven Levers to the Music Lesson Business. I love The Seven Levers. I think it's awesome. Um, Even if you just get a couple ideas for two levers and you make it the two levers of the Music Lesson Business, you're still going to get a ton from it. So here's how you can get the course right now because I don't have my new website done yet. You can click a link in the show notes here for this podcast, because you're listening to it on the app on your phone, correct? Uh, And you can get it that way. Or you can go over to the Facebook group, and there is a post in there. And I'll do another one, so it's easy to find. And you can click there, and that'll take you through to the website in progress, where you can put in your information and get a free course from Music Lesson Business Academy 3.0, The Seven Levers of the Music Lesson Business. I'm super excited to get 3.0 launched. I'm just lagging a little bit because I'm so dang busy lately. Out of control busy. Um, You know, we all go through those ups and downs of stressful times and peaceful times, and this is a stressful time for me. Um, Busy at the main school in Costa Mesa, that's for sure. Got a, got my new website launching here any day, um, and just so much going on, like big concerts and events, plus we have the new school and just going through some personnel changes down there, and that, that's always a little stressful. You know, we're trying to get our feet underneath us at a new school and make it more ours and, and kind of get on a you know, on a roll down there. So just a lot going on, and in four or five days here, I start recording what's going to be the last album that I probably ever make as a drummer. And I haven't had nearly the time to work on the songs that I've wanted. So I'm feeling a little stressed out and unprepared for what I was hoping would be my best drum performances on a record. So, but I'll power through. I'm going to take a couple days off this week and drum away for like six or eight hours a day. So I'll make it happen. I'm feeling... I, I've always felt this way every time I do a record. <laughs> All right. So before we get into today's epi- episode with Jacques, this episode is brought to you by NeverAloneBusinessServices.com. 
Google ads, Facebook ads, SEO, and more. For music school owners done by music school owners. I have Chris doing my Google ads for my new school down in South Orange County, and we we turned them on last week. I forget what day it is, or maybe he's ahead of me time-wise. So I think he turned them on in the morning, but I got a lead um, right away that morning from those ads that I signed up. And uh, they're doing pretty darn good. We've only had them on for a week, and they you know, always take a little bit of time to get rolling, but um, I'm experimenting with some new landing pages because that has a lot to do with how effective your ads are going to be. But they've really knocked it out of the park for me so far. So I'm really happy. So go over to neveralonebusinessservices.com. Mention you heard all about it on Music Lesson Business Academy, and you'll save a hundred bucks off your first month. This episode is also brought to you by the fine folks over at TeacherZone. Student learning management, billing, scheduling, all wrapped into one. Uh, they just updated their sign-up forms. It's working great. It's super easy. Send that registration link out to a parent. Boom, they nail it real quick and easy. Contracts are all included in that, so they can read and sign the policies right there in that process. They also did a bunch of reprogramming or recoding or you know, some technical stuff that's above me uh, this week. And everything is moving way faster on my site, even though my internet still totally sucks at my school. I'm so over that. Um, and we've been trying to call AT&T to get new fiber optics, and we can't get anybody to call us back. So business must be really good for them. Um, but anyway, check out the fine folks at teacherzone.com. Those guys will give you a free demo of the software. And uh, yeah, let's get into today's episode. How to make a million dollars with an online piano course with Jacques Hopkins from pianoin21days.com. All right, Jacques Hopkins, welcome to Music Lesson Business Academy, man. Danny, it's an honor to be here uh, to talk with you and, and your audience here. Uh, really a pleasure over here. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, my pleasure. I'm, I was uh, really uh, excited when I saw your first email and reached out. It, it's so weird because you, you start to think like, oh, I know everybody that's kind of in the you know, in the music lesson space or somebody that's doing a podcast or, you know, offering courses and things like that. And I like, you were totally off my radar. And then I was like looking at your stuff and I was like, holy cow, how did I miss this guy? Um, you know, really impressive. But I guess the other side of that is one of the things I love about having the podcast is like these kind of connections that you make, you know? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I, I kind of felt the same way when I came across your stuff. I was like, you know, Music Lesson Business Academy. I'm like, I was like, that's that's right up my alley. Like how I <laughs> how have I not, you know, learned about this podcast before now either? So I just I just came into your world a month or two ago. Uh, and so I, I, I share the sentiment. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad we connected. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have to meet up. You're down in the New Orleans area. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, oh. grew, born and raised in New Orleans, you know, 
obviously big uh, big music scene here uh, since moved to, uh, about an hour away to Baton Rouge, which is the capital okay. of Louisiana. But I've, I've lived in Louisiana my whole life. Hence the name Jacques. You know, we're Cajun yeah, French yeah. down here, <laughs> named after the great grandfather. Uh, so there's not a lot of Jacques outside of France, maybe Canada, and then down here in South Louisiana. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I, New Orleans, whenever I'm on tour with the band, we don't play in New Orleans as often. It's not like a big rock market or punk rock market, you know? So I've played the House of Blues there a couple times, but it's not like a great market for us. We do okay, but so quite often it gets skipped on our tours. But um, on this last U.S. tour we did, we had a day off and we did the day off there. And just every time I'm there, I just I love that city so much. Right on. It's just it's just amazing. So now and so you do a podcast called the Online Course Show, and you also have an online piano course called piano in 21 days.com. So before we get more into those, maybe you could just give us a little bit of background and how you got into having this uh, successful online course. All right. Well, let's do that. Let's do that. So I, um, I was put in piano lessons uh, like a lot of kids are when I was five years old. And uh, that that's kind of my first, you know, entry into music uh, of any type. And uh, I, I didn't like piano lessons at all. Uh, they didn't really resonate with me. I didn't really get sheet music. Uh, a lot of the theory, I, I, I realized I wasn't like naturally super musical. I wasn't that into it. In fact, uh, I don't know about you, Danny, but I'm, I'm pretty left brain, right? Uh, very like analytical, mathematical, uh, engineering type. Uh, in fact, I was, I used to be an engineer. Mm. Um, so I took these lessons, but I, I hated them, but I was also like very much just like a goody goody wanted to please my parents and whatnot. So I stuck with those lessons for 12 years. I took piano lessons for 12 years, but didn't, you know, at the end of that, I wasn't that great because I would never practice and, um, I wasn't a very good piano student. <clears throat> um, but I didn't know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming your audience here is pretty musical, um, I didn't really even know what like chords were on the piano. I, I didn't really know that was a thing. For me, learning how to play piano was simply looking at sheet music and mem and like memorizing it and like playing back exactly what was on this piece of paper, and that's what piano was, right? And so uh, after I took those piano lessons, uh, obviously eventually I quit. Um, but I didn't quit. I didn't quit the piano. Uh, I kind of learned about chords and improvisation and being able to to look at like guitar chords and actually apply that to the piano. Uh, and it just like b blew my mind that I, you know, 12 years, I didn't know about that. And, and so I started playing pretty much exclusively the way I would play piano is with chords and improvisation. Now, uh, I, I was in like super casual bands. I started playing at my church and stuff, nothing, nothing major. And it was always just, it was just a hobby. Right. So, and I went to college, uh, here at LSU in Louisiana and, and got an electrical engineering degree. And I went to work as an electrical engineer, and I did that for eight years. So uh, I I actually never really taught anybody in person. Wow! Until I t started teaching online, because okay. what happened is year year several years into playing piano with chords and improvisation, I was like, huh, I wonder if other people out there are like me where. They think piano is, you can only learn piano with sheet music. And and piano is meant to, you're meant to play classical pieces, right? And not necessarily more modern stuff. 
Um, and so I start putting some videos on YouTube and, and people, you know, it resonated with people. They liked it. And so eventually I, I you know, kind of packaged up uh, my knowledge about it into an online course. And that's how, that's how Piano in 21 Days was born. Wow. That's, that's a great story. It's interesting. You know, I didn't know your background and I, I, I guess I assumed, you know, I was probably thinking to myself, you know, he probably was teaching a bunch of students for years, got burnt on, you know, the one-on-one -on -one model, you know, and that's how this came about. But this, you're kind of definitely getting into it from this different perspective. It's, it's really interesting too, to, um, just hear that perspective because I feel like I'm hearing it more and more in, you know, the piano world. You and I were talking about Tim Topham before we started recording. And, you know, that's something I've heard him talk quite a bit about is, I guess we could say almost like a shift in the way that piano is taught, you know, and going away, or at least a lot of people are going away from that traditional model you know, that it's all note reading, there's very little chord theory, and just, you know, as a drummer, what I would just say, you know, the ability to just really, like, play music, to understand how do I sit down with other people and just play music unless, you know, this piece of music is in front of me. So it's real interesting to see, you know, another person such as yourself kind of bringing that perspective, um, you know, to the piano market. And I'm seeing it firsthand because... I purchased a second music school about six or eight months ago. That was kind of a traditional piano school. And uh, it's, we've definitely had a little bit of clash of philosophies, you know, as I've tried to turn that into more of a music factory. And uh, yeah, there's piano parents that are not stoked on, on that vibe. Um, it, it's really an interesting kind of mix, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at two of the most popular instruments out there, like guitar and and piano, for whatever reason, uh, you know, when you think of guitar, people typically will think of more modern stuff and being able to play, you know, pop songs uh, on the guitar. And when you think about piano, you think of, you know, you're going to play more classical pieces in general, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, and when people come into my world and come to, you know, pianoin21days.com um, and, and very quickly understand that, like, I'm not going to teach you how to play classical on the piano. Like you're going to be playing Adele and Bruno Mars and the Beatles um, on the piano. Like that, that, you know, that really resonates for people. When I, when I was taking my piano lessons, like I didn't, when I was a kid, I didn't have much say in what songs I was going to learn. It was always classical pieces. And that's one of the reasons I didn't, it didn't resonate with me as a, you know, eight year old kid or 12 year old kid. But if, if instead I was learning, you know, trying to think of what would have been popular at the time, like, I don't know, Nickelback or uh, <laughs> Linkin Park or something, like if my piano teacher would have been like, hey, you want to learn songs like this? I'm sure I would have been way more excited about my piano lessons growing up. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it's a never-ending uh, topic, I guess, you know. Um, and, and I think, obviously, I think there's, there's room for, you know, both styles and... Um, you know, it's a different customer for sure. There's, mm -hmm. there's people that want their child to learn a very traditional, you know, format on piano. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Or, you know, I don't think, you know, people should necessarily move away from it if that's their specialty, 
you know, in teaching. And that's what they love musically is to teach that style and to play that way. And they're good at their marketing and branding to attract those kind of customers. Um, I think that's a, you know, a decision that everyone should really make in their business. I think the most important part is really making that decision and deciding like, who am I? What's the style that I want to be taught at my school or that I want to teach myself? And then, you know, kind of leaning, leaning into that. Um, did, was, you know, did you make, when, when you started thinking about doing the online course, um, was that kind of uh, part of that process of really defining like that brand identity? This is what it's going to be about. This is who I'm targeting, things like that. Yeah, you know, I knew, I knew, I, I didn't know a lot about marketing when I got started, but I knew I had to like have some sort of hook. Like I didn't want to, I couldn't just say, hey, these are generic piano lessons. I needed to have some sort of hook. And so I knew my hook was going to be learning quickly, right? And that's why I have the quantity of days in my brand, in my, in my website, piano in 21 days. Um, and because I, I learned sheet music, but it would still take me a long time to learn a new song, even though I kind of knew how to read sheet music. Um, but when you, ha when you know how to do like chords and improvisation and you can pull up some guitar chords and start messing around with it, you know, I mean, it, it, you can learn songs a lot quicker. It's not the same mm -hmm. style of song by any means, sure, but sure. you can learn so much faster. So um, that was the big thing for me is like putting a curriculum together and, and a brand together where people could be competent on the piano as quickly as possible, right? Mm. Because um, I find that the longer it takes to learn anything, the less likely you are to actually learn that thing, right? Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to learn French right now, and oh, man, it, it takes <laughs> it takes so long to learn a foreign language, right? Yeah. And I've been trying for a long time. It can get very discouraging, but I want people um, to learn piano as quickly as possible, so that they stick with it and actually you know, get to the point where they can sit down and actually enjoy their piano, uh, as much as they possibly can. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's, let's shift here a little bit and with, you know, without giving away too many of your secrets, um, whatever levels you kind of feel comfortable with, maybe give us a little rundown of like the process, uh, that you went through to put together an online course like this. Oh yeah, I love I love sharing information about that because I, I I struggled uh, for a while. I mean, my background was engineering. You know, my biggest hobby was piano. Like, I didn't know the first thing about marketing or sales or uh, running an online business or anything like that. So I love helping people. Um, you know, who have a who have a specialty and and have a, a skill that they can share with other people, um, but maybe maybe aren't as tech savvy or, or know those things either. Because um, I've I've figured them out kind of the hard way. I mean, I started, <laughs> I got the idea in early 2013, you know, we're sitting here in, in 20, 27 years later. <clears throat> um, and so I think, um, I think you need an audience, right? You got to have an audience. One of the biggest mistakes I see is people go and they'll make an online course without thinking about the audience first. And then they, you know, turn it on for the world and there's just crickets. Yeah. Now I'd imagine that, you know, a lot of, a lot of your, your listeners have, have a, have an, you know, in-person audience, right? But that's, that's not typically going to be enough people to, uh, support an online course business. But that's one of the great things about an online course business is that turns your market into the whole world rather than just your local yes. market, right. which is really cool. You know, people all over the world are buying my course, um, every day, which is really cool. 
So, so audience, I mean, uh, is, is big. Um, I think, you know, YouTube channels are a great, great way to, to build that audience, you know, start putting some music, music lessons out on YouTube. You know, you could start a podcast, different social media channels, start building an audience. Um, and then, you know, figure out what your particular niche is, right? We don't need millions of just generic piano courses or guitar courses or drumming courses, right? Figure out what's going to be different about you in your particular course. Like I said, for me, my, like I wanted people to learn quickly. They're going to learn via chords and improvisation and they're going to learn modern songs. But you know, if you, if somebody out there wants to also have a piano course, right, don't just copy that. Think about what, um, what is your specialty going to be? Are you, are you just going to teach, uh, people how to play Bach, right? Are you, are you just going to teach people how to play Nickelback? You know, what, <laughs> what is, what is your particular specialty? Don't just you really like that Nickelback. Generic. Yeah. I don't know why it keeps, <laughs> I don't know why it keeps popping up. Uh, I promise I'm not a huge fan or anything. Uh, so yeah, those are just some pointers, Danny, that, that I would recommend. Gotcha. And so, <clears throat> I mean, do you think, so, you know, most of the listeners listening to this show, are either independent teachers, mm -hmm. you know, solo guitar teacher, teaching out of their home or going to people's houses or are school owners, you know, who have a physical location like me and are, you know, on their way from 50 to trying to build it to four or 500 students, that type of model. Do you feel that there is, you know, an opportunity for school, you know, physical school owners to kind of combine these two types of businesses? Or do you feel that that's something, you know, that they should really be looking at doing? I think, I guess you could combine it, right? So you could have, you think, think if you make an online course, that's kind of an asset that you now have and you now own, and that could supplement what you're, what you're doing with your in-person lessons. So, you know, if you have to go on vacation or your student has to go, go on vacation, um, you can say, here, just look at the lesson here in, in this online course. Um, but I, you know, I've, I've, I have, you know, you mentioned my podcast earlier where mm -hmm. I, I interview like other course creators, not just in the music niche, but I have had a lot of people in the music niche on just because that's, that's my bread and butter. And so I really resonate with those types of people. And a lot of the people with, you know, uh, I've had people with like fiddle courses and drumming courses and guitar courses and all kinds of courses. A lot of them started mm. with um, in-person lessons yeah. and transition to an online course and don't really do both anymore, right? So they got all that great experience um, with with who, who they who they could be as a teacher, be, being the best version of themselves as a teacher, and um, and and took all that knowledge and, and skill and and turned it into an online course and, and transitioned out of the more in-person stuff. Yeah, are you seeing just kind of over the course of you know, the history of your podcast and finding guests, are you finding this to be a, a growing model or a growing niche? You're getting more and more people that you're finding that are doing music courses? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, people reach out to me all the time Yeah. in, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many pianists and piano teachers reach out to me and like, Jacques, I want to do, I want to do what you're doing. Like <laughs> show, show me the way. And, and I welcome that. Like, I'm happy to help. Um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily see them as competition, even though they, they kind of would be, but I feel, I feel very confident with my brand and me as a, as a piano teacher myself. Um, and I think there's room for, 
for plenty of different styles out there, right? I, yeah. my, my, my training and my personality is not for everybody, right? I've got, you know, f- I've got 4,000 students, right? 4,000 people have, have ever signed up for my piano course, right? There's way more people than that on the planet, right? What is there like 7 billion people? So there's enough, there's enough to go around, you know, you gotta, you gotta carve out your space and, and find, um, find your, you know, the people that really resonate with your message. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really, I, I always have loved that, that concept, you know, the thousand true fans yeah. type of thought process. And in your case, you got 4,000 true fans, you know, and it's like, it, 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 you know, there's so many people out there. And if you really break it down, sometimes you really can't, it, it gets real exciting to go, well, you know, I really only need this many people. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not that hard, you know, to, to get that together. And you can build this, you know, sustainable business model. It's it's really an exciting, um, it's a really exciting world. You know, when I first started to do you know, I, I always kind of came from the physical business. I was in retail for many years and then opened the, the school with a partner. And when I finally started to do, you know, a little bit of coaching or, you know, the first time I sold some type of digital information online, you know, when that PayPal notification came through, it's like a whole different world opens up, you know, it's like, oh my God, this is, this is this whole new thing. And it's like, really addictive you know i've found i I don't know if you had that same experience and it really like motivated you but it it, it's it's an amazing kind of lifestyle to you know to be able to think about creating something like that working from home a lot of the time and being able to satisfy offer a great product to people build a community around it which is you know the fun part that i like a lot and and make a living that way it's it's i mean we're we're really in exciting times when it comes to that kind of world. There, there's, there's no doubt about that. I'll tell you the story of, of my very first sale and how excited I was when I got it. Uh, you know, I got the idea in early 2013 and, and I was working a full-time job as an electrical engineer. So it's not like I just spit out a course uh, super fast. It wasn't until late 2013 that I actually finally, you know, had the course ready, the first version of the course. And, and I went to go and launch it and, um, at the time I was listening to a lot of like marketing podcasts and things just to, to help me along, learn, learn information about, you know, online business and marketing and sales. And, you know, there'd be a lot of uh, interviews with, you know, maybe course people that had made a course in, in various niches. And they would talk about how, when they, they launched it, you know, all these people bought it and they, you know, their bank account got so big <laughs> and that's because, you know, the, the podcast host would, would just want to hear the, the big success stories. And so I just assumed if I put a course together, mine would be successful too. Cause that's what all, all the stories were that I was hearing. So, uh, so I went ahead and I finished my course. I launched it to the world. Uh, it was one afternoon and, and nobody bought it. No, I didn't make a single sale that day. And I was devastated. I was like, I put all, all this work. Like <laughs> I want, I want to make this work so badly. Like I just think that being an online piano teacher would be so cool and helping people learn piano through the internet. And, and I checked my phone one more time that night and nobody had bought it and I went to sleep and uh, I woke up in the morning. I'm like, Oh, I bet this is it. Like you always hear about <laughs> like learning, like uh, earning money while you sleep. Like this yeah, is it. Right. Somebody, somebody purchased while I was sleeping. And so I checked my phone in the morning 
still no sales. Uh, and, uh, and my, my wife was, uh, you know, noticed that I was getting pretty upset. This is before we had kids. And she's like, Hey, why don't, why don't you run to Starbucks, get us some coffee, try to get your mind off of it. So I, I drive to Starbucks, I'm in line at Starbucks and I get a notification on my phone and it could have been, you know, a text from my wife or somebody else or a random email, but that notification was my very first sale. I'm standing in line there at the Starbucks. I literally start dancing in line at Starbucks. I was like, I was so <laughs> devastated. And then that very first sale comes in and I'm just like, yes, it was the greatest feeling in the world because for yeah. the first time I had earned money like myself through the internet up until that point, all the money I'd ever made was just like through a paycheck. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was just validation that this could work. And that, that gave me the motivation to get, then get that second sale, third sale and so on. Yeah. That's amazing. Once again, Starbucks comes up as, you know, a positive element of my show. <laughs> I'm always talking about going to Starbucks because I tour a lot and all over the world, you know, I'm like lonely, I'm homesick but almost wherever I, no matter where I am, I usually can find a Starbucks and I feel better. So no I'm doubt. always, I, I kind of utilize a lot of Starbucks stories for, um, you know, customer service and experience and brand and things like that. And uh, yeah, you've just added another wonderful customer service or a customer story to the Starbucks uh, trend on the podcast here. So there we go. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, when I first launched Music Lesson Business Academy, I actually had a couple coaching clients first that just sort of reached out to me. Um, and I wasn't even really thinking about doing any kind of coaching. And then I realized real quickly how, you know, physical or just, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching model was just not going to be any kind of sustainable type of thing. It was, it was really, really taxing uh, mentally. On top of still, you know, running two schools um, and, you know, going on tour in the band. And, you know, I was running into things like that where it's like, you know, I'm at the airport and, you know, people want to talk or I'm getting on a plane or I'm in the tour bus and I'm super tired and, you know, those kind of things. And, and it was really difficult to do that. But, you know, I had a really similar experience and, you know, um, it it can be. There's moments for sure. I, I've had months and, and periods where I've I've been pretty discouraged with Music Lesson Business Academy. You know, I mean, I love doing the podcast and it's crazy how doing a podcast for, you know, 200 episodes or whatever it is. And, you know, you get a year and a half in or something like that. And it really becomes like this whole nother part of who you are and your personality and things. It's it. It would be really strange for me to, to walk away from the podcast, even if I never had the courses or did anything to monetize it or anything like that. Um, you know, the community and the amount of people that I get to talk to and meet and things like that is just is, is really valuable. Um, but, you know, there's those times where, you know, even fairly recently, I launched like a, just an extra course that you could purchase if you didn't want to be in the membership program. And, you know. It sold a few things, but not much, you know, and I was like, boy, I really thought that was going to do a lot better than that, you know, and there's those moments of discouragement and then something comes along that sparks you again to, to continually keep working at it, you know, and I'm like doing the third kind of edition of Music Lesson Business Academy, the online, like the member site and 
things like that. And rebuilding the whole thing again, just continually working towards, I know it just is going to take me time to just find what's going to work well for me and offer enough value to people that it's really successful. And, um, I, you know, I don't think that's totally different than your physical music school, because I, you know, I talk to people all the time that are going through those challenges of, I feel like I'm doing everything right. And I've changed my website and I'm doing all these different things. I've been listening to all the podcasts and reading all the books and I'm doing all these things and I'm still not getting any leads this month or my school isn't growing. And you, you know, you have to just continually keep making those little changes and those little tweaks and testing. And, you know, eventually you figure it out. And that, that's what happened to me with my music school. It's like, eventually I figured out the kind of the combination of website marketing messaging and all of a sudden, you know, and then the systems to make that work. And all of a sudden it was like, wow, the leads just like roll in, you know? Um, so I think if somebody's thinking about doing something like that, like this, you know, an online business, you got to really be willing to, to see it through. How long did it take? When did you really start to feel the success? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, it was, it was definitely very slow at first. Um, and I knew, I knew it would basically, uh, I would need to, to come close to, I wouldn't have to make as much money from it as my, you know, engineering salary, but it would have to come relatively close to be able to mm -hmm. like quit, quit my job. But it was also kind of a catch 22, Danny, because it's like, I felt like I needed to spend the full-time hours on the course to make it successful, which would then let me quit my job. But with my full-time job, like I can't, I don't have the time to work on it. So it's like, how do I, how do I make this work? So my pr progress on it was, was, was very slow at first. Um, but it was just, once I really started to figure out this whole marketing and branding thing and, and really, um, you know, focusing on benefits and, uh, you know, I always like to say that I'm not, I'm not just selling piano lessons, right? I'm selling the ability for you to, you know, somebody out there who, who maybe hasn't even touched a piano before. I'm selling the ability for you to, in as little as three weeks from now, sit down on a piano and play songs that you love and have fun at your piano. That's what I'm selling, right? Mm -hmm. And if I can if I can convey that message properly um, through my website, my videos, and, and my branding and marketing, um, then that's what is going to get people to actually open up their, their wallet and pay me, you know, $500 through the internet, um, to be able to do that. Whereas when I first got started, I didn't really understand concepts like that. I was just like, Hey, come, come learn piano for me. You learn, you learn fast, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what did you, would you say, was there, or is there now a singular channel or one channel that funnels most traffic to, you know, I mean, I guess, in your position, you've got the website. You got to get them to the website. What's your primary channels and methods for driving that potential traffic to your site? Yeah, because if you, you you could have the greatest course in the world or the greatest website in the world, but if nobody's getting there, nobody's seeing you, it doesn't matter, right? So uh, for me, it's YouTube, right? So okay. I started YouTube a YouTube channel very very early on, and still to this day, most of my traffic comes from YouTube. Uh, now it's interesting. YouTube, because I have, you know, 40, 50, 60 videos up there, but 
most of my YouTube traffic comes from just two of those videos because I have gotcha. two I have two videos on my YouTube channel that that each have over a million views. Wow! Right, and still collect a lot of views to this day. Um, and one thing, one I did a lot of things wrong, Dan. I did a lot of things <laughs> wrong, but one thing I did right from the start is is every YouTube video that I've ever made at the end I have a good call to action. I say guys if you if you enjoyed this, if you want to learn more, head over to Piano in 21 Days. I've got you know more free training for you guys and it gets people off of YouTube and in onto my website into my world. And so um I'm, I'm glad I did that. And even though, you know, some of those early videos probably aren't getting much traffic today, you know, I, I knew to do that. So when I, uh, when I did, you know, hit on one that, you know, ended up with over a million views, it's called learn piano in five minutes or learn any pop song on the piano in five minutes. <laughs> um, I actually think I might've seen that one. Yeah, maybe so. Um, there's a great, there's a call to action at the end. People, people go to the site and that's when I made that video a few years ago, that's, that was a big, you know, really big uptick. And then a couple years after that, I made the sequel to that. It's called Learn Piano in Four Minutes. And that <laughs> one's over a million views uh, as well. Because, I mean, it's kind of clickbaity, those yeah. those two videos. But you should see the comments under them. They're like, yeah. like people literally say like, oh, I thought this was going to be clickbait. But the content is actually amazing. And people actually yeah. learn a lot That's um, from, cool. from the content. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I've been like loving YouTube lately and like... You know, I, I was I, I would say I was an early adopter years ago, but I, I, I kind of fell away from it. I didn't stick with YouTube as, you know, a potential, you know, marketing tool or just business stream, another income stream for myself. And, you know, lately I've just been really diving back into learning more and more and more about YouTube and successful YouTube channels and just personally, I'm finding myself almost watching more youtube than i am tv lately <laughs> it's like i i mean it, it i mean i'm sure most people are are on it but if you don't explore youtube like if you haven't done it lately you need to do it because man the content is amazing like whatever you're into you will find a channel and it's not like it used to be where it was just like horrible audio and just like some super crappy camera people make like netflix quality <laughs> content on youtube from their house about everything like i follow i'm a huge mountain biker and i follow these mountain bike channels that are unreal the like drone footage and all this pov cameras and great uh narration and just like you know and you look and you're like oh this guy's got two million subscribers you know and no matter what you're into you can find this great content and so it's it's another kind of like really exciting industry in a, in a way like it's really become like a legitimately cool uh, business model and I actually had a YouTube channel I'd say maybe ten years ago that was all about tuning drums I'm really I'm a way better at making drums sound good than I am at playing them <laughs> and I started doing you know I had a podcast even for a while back then and. It was called the Drum Tuning Guru, and I had started a YouTube channel, and I had some videos up there that were getting a decent amount of, of interaction and plays, and I just kind of went away from it. And the other night, I was just going, oh, my God, I'd have millions of subscribers on that channel right now if I just would have stuck with it, which I think, you know, if, if there's one thing I've learned at all about any kind of online business or courses or a podcast, anything in the digital business world is 
like you were saying, you hear, you, you listen to all the shows and you hear the success stories and everybody thinks that that's how it's going to go. But probably for most people, it starts with crickets and you just have to like stick with it for a long period of time and be willing to do that to get to that successful level. Yeah, no doubt. I'm a, I'm a big fan of YouTube as well. Uh, obviously both with, you know, the creation side, because it's, it's so important to generating traffic to my site and then also consuming as well. And at its simplest form, I think people can start a very successful company with just a YouTube channel, a simple website and an online course. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's really, you know, people try to make it so complicated. Uh, one of my favorite stories, uh, somebody that's been on my podcast to talk about their online course success, a guy by the name of David Walliman, guitarplayback.com. I don't know if you're mm. fam familiar with no. him. I love his story. He he had a, a physical uh, music studio in Colorado, and um, and he was just you know he's just kind of getting tired of the grind of the yeah. of the one on one lessons and just you know kind of teaching the same stuff over and over again. Um, and so he, he, st he started a YouTube channel about 11 years ago and he started putting his, his lessons on YouTube three per week. He's done three YouTube videos per week for the past 11 years. And now he makes like $30,000 a month from his <laughs> online course, but hundred percent of his traffic is from YouTube. Like yeah. it's, it's so simple, but it, it, you know, he wasn't making $30,000 a month 11 years ago when he started the YouTube cha sure, channel, sure. but he stuck with it and he's been yeah. consistent and now he's reaping the benefits of that. Uh, and it's just amazing what, what's possible. Yeah. Are you familiar with Mike Johnston? Mike oh, Johnson, yeah. Mike's lessons.com. Yeah. So Mike, I've known Mike for years and years and years and his, I mean, it's amazing. Like, and I've used him, it, I think I even, in one of my modules in my course, I think um, when, when I was talking about solo teachers and what, what they could really become and, and do as a solo teacher, I always use Mike Johnson because, I mean, it's amazing like what he created and he was really one of the first, as far yeah. as I know, to really oh, yeah. like blow it up. And um, I actually had him do a physical, he came down to my school and did a drum clinic and this was kind of like right when he was starting to blow up. And I remember I was I was giving him some shit because he had his drums in the back of his Scion in no cases. And I was like, dude, I, I, I've got a case endorsement deal. I could probably get you hooked up, you know? <laughs> and then like I see him six months later and he's got like a new Tesla. <laughs> and it just exploded, you know, drum teacher, uh, drummer of the year on Modern Drummer magazine. And purely from being a drum teacher online that that's like such mm -hmm. a big shift especially in in that world where it's still very you know the the music instrument world you know i came from that retail world they're always like 20 years behind everything else you know like those magazines like you know i always joke that they'll like they'll have a cover coming out six months from now that's like you should get on the internet it's amazing you know like they're just always way behind everything and so for him to be embraced like that in kind of that traditional industry was an amazing accomplishment. And yeah, it was YouTube videos. He was, he was teaching 80 lessons a week out of his drum school himself, you know, just, you know, not, that's like 10 hour days to do that and <clears throat> started doing the YouTube videos. And when he finally launched, it just 
it just took off. So pretty amazing stuff. You had mentioned, you know, when you were getting started and trying to learn marketing and things like that, that you started to listen to podcasts, read a lot of books. Um, give us a couple of your favorite podcasts or books that you're into lately that you think might be good for people from a marketing or business standpoint. Cool. Yeah. Uh, smart passive income has always been my go-to just from like uh, an online business, passive, mm -hmm. uh, passive online business um, with, with Pat Flynn, yeah. uh, that that's, I've been listening to that since I got started, uh, you know, seven years ago yeah. and still, still listen to it to this day. He's, he's just so genuine with the, the advice he offers. It's certainly not, you know, specific to music or online right, courses. It's right. more, more generic. Uh, that's a big one. Um, my, my top book recommendation, I mean, you, you, I know most people are just gonna be listening and not seeing this video, but you know, it's on this shelf right behind me. It's called expert secrets. Oh, um, yeah by Russell Brunson, Russell Brunson who's, <laughs> who's the creator of a software called ClickFunnels, which is what I use to host my course and, and build my landing pages, and my order forms, you know, accept, accept money. Well, he wrote this book called Expert Secrets. And if, if I could summarize what the book's about in just a sentence or two, it's basically, you know, I, I could, I could have titled it like how to, um, successfully come up with an idea for your online course and properly sell it or something like literally yeah, the book right. is about online courses. The yeah. reason it's called expert secrets is because, um, he's saying that you are an expert in something and I'm going to show you how to package up that expert knowledge and sell it as a digital product. Phenomenal book. Yeah. Um, my top, my top book recommendation. There's also a book called launch by Jeff Walker. Um, he popularized a method of, of launching digital products mm -hmm. called the product launch uh, formula. And he, uh, he sells that information in a course for like $2,000, or you could buy his book for $10. And most of the content is in there. And <laughs> then, um, I mean, you're, you're, you're shaking your head through all these books. So you're familiar with all these. And then yeah. the, so the other... far, I've, I've, I, the launch book I, I've heard of, I've never read, but so far the other ones I, I'm, yeah. I've been a Pat Flynn fan for years. Yeah. And I just watched a YouTube video last night. Um, and I'm new to the Russell Brunson books I, I i would say maybe just six months ago i i'd heard of click funnels but i never really dug into it a whole lot or um you know i started basically listening to his podcast and then i got all like the three book series and really enjoyed it yeah it's uh he, his material is amazing i just went to their conference in nashville a couple weeks ago it's called funnel hacking live there's mm -hmm. five thousand people there i mean there's so many russell brunson fanboys um <laughs> But since I start, since I switched over to the ClickFunnels platform for my piano course about four years ago, uh, it, I just recently crossed over the million dollar mark in revenue. And when you, congratulations, when you, thank you. I, I, I'm not saying that just to brag. There's a point here. The, uh, they, when you earn a million dollars using the ClickFunnels software, they, they, they're so good with marketing. You're in the two comma club, right? Mm -hmm. And they give you this big two comma club award, which is what's, what's behind me here. And, um, and so my main motivation for going to that conference in Nashville was I got my picture, uh, holding <laughs> my award, you know, with Russell Brunson, which was, which was cool. really, really cool. Yeah. What about, um, podcasts you've been listening to? Podcasts. Well, so Pat Flynn, any other? Any others? Yeah, Pat Flynn. Um, man, to be honest with you, like my my, 
I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel a need to like learn as much about online business and, and mm -hmm. marketing and stuff anymore. Um, so I'm, I'm a big sports fan. Like I love college football, college baseball. Um, so most of the podcasts I listen to these days are like sports related. Cool. I can just sit back and relax and enjoy, yeah, yeah. enjoy but, it. uh, but I still do listen to, um, smart passive income. Um, and then, you know, Hey, the online course show, I'm a big fan of that, but that's yeah. obviously, that's obviously my podcast. <clears throat> yeah. Now, so do you yourself teach or do courses on how to do an online business? Is, is that, or is that something you're thinking about doing? Yeah, I do. Um, I don't have to spend a, a ton of time on piano in 21 days anymore. I mean, that's one of the great things about an online course. You put in, you put in some hard work and then the, the, the thing is there now it's just a matter of getting people to buy it. So I've got things pretty well automated and I've got a really amazing team, um, that, that helps me. Uh, and so I get to, uh, also, help people with online courses. That's kind of the other side of my business. And what's really cool about that business is I really don't I really don't charge people for it, right? My podcast is free. I have an online course on on how to do courses. That's also free. What's mm. what I learned about this side of the business is um, affiliate income can support it, right? So unlike with piano, when I'm teaching people online courses, like there's there's course hosting platforms and there's email services. There's all kind of platforms that you cost money. And if, if I recommend those along with my training and people sign up, I get a little kickback. And so it's a total win-win um, on that side. So, and I, I just love, I love, I love online courses, whether we're talking about a music online course or, um, you know, I had, I had a girl on, on my podcast who like teaches people birding, which I didn't really know what it was before. It's like, I guess it's like bird watching, but hmm. she makes a, a you know a, a six figure a year income from teaching people birding online. It's God, it's am weird. amazing what's <laughs> what's possible. That's amazing. Yeah, I think part of the challenge for a lot of people, I guess, is maybe just figuring out how to take what it is that you are passionate about or good at, and then figuring out like, well, is there people that I could? Can I package this in a way that other people would be interested in and purchase it and so, you know, God, yeah, that's an, that's an amazing, um, you know, uh, amazing story for sure there. So, um, <clears throat> I'm going to add the, uh, the online course show to my podcast subscription, uh, list here today. As soon as we get off the show, I can't wait to listen to that a little bit. And, uh, I would encourage everybody to go over to piano in 21 days.com and check it out is uh, if somebody is interested in, in getting started in, you know, obviously everybody listening is a musician or a music school owner, and, and maybe they want to go down this road. Is there a place that they could reach out to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jacques at piano in 21 days.com would be a great way to get in touch. Uh, Jacques is spelled uh, just like it sounds seven letters, J A C Q U E S. Um, and that was a joke by it doesn't, you don't spell it like it sounds uh, at piano in 21 days.com. I'd love to, you know, hear from people. Um, I'd love to hear from the audience on, on this and, and let me know how I can, um, how I can help. Awesome. Well, Jacques, uh, I really appreciate you taking out time and being on the show. It's, it's super interesting subject matter for me. I hope, um, I, and I, I'm sure that there is some wheels spinning in the, the listening audience right now about how, you know, thinking these stories through and how they can take what they do 
and potentially turn it into an online course. I I know it's a t- a subject matter that that people were already thinking about. So I think um, they're going to find your story really really interesting. And uh, I certainly did. Always inspirational for me. I love to meet other people that are like minded and uh, have that passion for doing business like this. So it was really great to talk to you. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, all a pleasure on my side as well. There, there's no limit to what's possible, you know, especially with the internet. I mean, I, I went from being an electrical engineer to succeeding as an online piano teacher. So I can only imagine people that are already succeeding as an in-person piano teacher or other instrument, yeah. you know, what they could accomplish. I'm, sure. I'm not I'm not anybody too special. I just, you know, kind of did something a little bit, a little bit different. So they, right thanks. It was, it was a lot of fun on my side as well. I really appreciate the invitation. My pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Take care.